Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Any Way You Want It. Oh, I am here with one of my LA besties, Ellie Montgomery. Oh my gosh. Thank you for being here. It was only a matter of time, truly. (laughs) I'm honored. I'm so honored to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Uh, We are both fairly new residents to the east side of LA. So we share that distinction of start, well, having come from New York, then moved to the west side of LA. We were near the beach. And then during the pandemic, we were like, fuck this. Uh, We want to be in a different area, um, closer to just different kinds of nature and culture and all the things. So now we're both on the East side, which really just fills my heart with so much joy. Mm, me too. <laughs> 10 minutes apart, 10 minutes apart, right? Totally different neighborhoods, but only 10 minutes apart. So truly a gift. And well, I'll, I'll so I'll let everybody in, um, my listeners into who Ellie is in the world. And then I'm going to share who you are to me, Ellie. So um, Ellie's company, Desire on Fire, um, is teaching, training, and inspiring a whole new generation of women to become powerful agents of change who allow their desires and their pleasures to lead the way as they step into a whole new world of freedom, pleasure, and ease. And so, well, first of all, you can tell why we're such good friends. Okay. (laughs) Um, And, you know, through her programs and retreats, she's taught hundreds of women how to create confident intimacy, hot sex, and fulfilling relationships. And she is married to the most amazing man, Rob. Um, They obviously live here in LA and she has an adorable dog named Bart. Okay. Let's not miss out on that. (laughs) Essential detail. Essential detail. (laughs) And um, gosh, but you know, the thing I, um, I just want to say about who Ellie is to me, um, she's just complete magic. I, it's kind of crazy to me. I've only known you for gosh, maybe it's been like four years and it just feels like, um, a complete lifetime. Mm-hmm. And I always joke, well, the other day I said to Ellie, I was like, you're my mirror. I use the uh, mirror emoji. That's an emoji, by the way. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, I always say, I'm like, we are the same marketing avatar. Like we, you know, down to like, I like this specific kind of chocolate and any like, you know, product that I would purchase, Ellie would probably also purchase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's really, um, it's really, our sisterhood is so special to me and we have grown so much, especially in the pandemic, sort of everyone fled LA and we were like, oh, hey girl, like (laughs) here you are. And it's been such a gift um, because there's so much warm gooiness available in our sisterhood. And we also trigger each other. You know, we also see all the places where we don't have full approval for our own desires and um, the way that we get to work through that with each other um, is just uh, completely unparalleled. Mm. 
So thank you for being here. Hmm. Thank you for that beautiful introduction. Oh, truly my pleasure. Um, okay. Well, I want to give like, there's so, so just for my listeners out there, I could spend hours interviewing Ellie about like, tell me every single nook and cranny of your life. And how did you make that decision? And, you know, there's like, uh, well, actually she's writing a book. Um, so get that whenever that comes out. Um, and, uh, but the, you know what the experience I want you to have today as my listeners is to just experience what our sisterhood is like. And my hope is that this can open up for you a new idea about what's possible in sisterhood. So I want to spend, you know, I do want to ask a few questions to sort of get people landed and, and understanding about who you you are Ellie. Um, but then I just want to dive in and just have a conversation like so many of the conversations that we have where we're just, you know, opening up whatever feels turned on for us. Well, it might be fun for your listeners, Kaylin, to go Ooh. back to the very beginning. Oh my gosh. <laughs> when we met. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I want to tell my part of the side, the, my yeah. side of it, and then I want you to chime in. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> I love that. So Ellie and I, we met, um, well, I guess we could, we had gone to the same coaching program, right. Um, and, but we weren't in the same group. So we were sort of cruising around in the same sort of community, but you know, I didn't really know Ellie and somehow we got connected online through some way, you know, we started following each other on social media. It was only a matter of time. Okay. <laughs> um, and then I, For posted, sure. I posted <laughs> something because I was in my days of like hardcore networking in New York, you know, we both um, were, Oh my gosh. We, we share were, that in common. Yeah. We were just like <laughs> super masculine environments. We were hitting the pavement. I was like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Have all the business calls, referral conversations, just like get those numbers. Uh, very goal oriented, different mm -hmm. than desire oriented. Mm -hmm. And I think we had connected initially about you coming to a networking meeting with me. Oh, and yes. remember, and it just didn't for many, like it just didn't work out. It didn't work mm -hmm. out. Was, and, and Ellie was saying these things like, I don't know my body, like it was an early morning networking meeting. Okay. <laughs> Um, BNI for those of you, business networking international, for those of you who know it, I, I completely love them and I'm totally not aligned with being in, you know, a very masculine organization like that anymore. Um, but I remember Ellie, you canceled on me a few times Oh, and you said something about like taking care of your body. Mm. Oh my gosh. We've, I don't even know that we've ever talked about this. I and think that I, was a new practice for me at the new time. Practice, Yeah. Right. You like needed sleep. You were taking mm. care of your body. And I remember reading that and it was like, whatever, it's totally fine. I'm inviting, you know, hordes and hordes. Of yeah. people <laughs> <laughs> but I do remember reading that and being like, oh, fuck this bitch. Like she gets uh -huh. to listen to her body. Mm. <laughs> Of course. That, that is so funny. But then we finally had lunch. Yes. And I just told Ellie, like within 10 minutes, Ellie's like, what's going on in your life? What's happening? You know, we just were like, oh, we got to connect, whatever. 
And we went to Peace Food Cafe. Peace Food Cafe. Yeah. Also New York. before my vegan days. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like, all right, go into this Peace Food Cafe. Uh, and <laughs> within, I think the first 10 minutes of our conversation, you know, Ellie's like, oh, what are you up to? And I'm sort of sharing her projects, my projects with her. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I have this project about my sexuality. Um, it's just not really going that well, to be honest with you. <laughs> It's like, I'm trying to, I'm, I've bought vibrators. I'm trying to like masturbation. I don't really like it. I like, can't really feel anything. I've never had an orgasm. Ellie, I don't know. I remember you were like, I wrote this whole plan, but I don't really want to do it. Like I'm not, I'm, I have resistance. Yeah. yeah it's like, Project plan your orgasm, people. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's really the train that I was on. Oh my gosh. And then I yeah, I, I don't know why I felt so compelled. Like I, you know, that just it, it wasn't like I was like publicizing that to the world, but you just created such an opening. I could just feel your energy. And I was like, I don't know. It's safe to just tell her. Yeah. Um, my sexuality, it's not going too great. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, how was that for you? Oh my gosh. I loved it. I'll never forget our first, our first meeting. (laughs) I just fell in love with you friend love immediately. And yeah, I mean, I really related, you know, I really related. And I think that that was part of why, you know, I mean, you're obviously very open and, and real and, you know, I, I was going through similar struggles. Like that's what brought me to, to be doing what I was doing then that, that we can talk about what that led to. Um, but yeah, I, I similar, you know, I, I had been in a really masculine world and, you know, I, I was an entrepreneur and did, did a, my coach training and was trying to get clients and build my business. And, um, yeah. And I had, you know, as you know, I had just been uh, like probably a year prior been introduced to this world of growth work focused on intimacy and sex and orgasm. And I had no idea anything like that existed and it had completely changed my life. So I was, I was on a mission to share it with with women. And so I was like, so open to conversations about sex. And I probably asked you like, what's going on in your sex life? Tell me, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm like, well, actually about nothing, <laughs> approximately nothing. Well, like, but that's what was so amazing about that meeting is that, cause I was yeah. at that point starting to have oh, lots yeah. of conversations with women about their sex and mm-hmm. you know, the, the responses that I would get and you know, cause we have these conversations all the time now, but some women right. it was like, just wouldn't even go there. Some women would be like, yeah, it's great. I yeah. love that. You know, like there, there wasn't necessarily a, a challenge. And, and then, you know, with you, you were so real about what was really going on and your challenges and your struggles. And it was so beautiful and, and nourishing, honestly, to have someone be so real um, about what was really going on right from our first meeting. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, totally. It was, um, it was so healing 
for me to be in the presence of a woman who just gave me full approval Mm. to talk about that. Mm. You know, it took me a year of, you know, I did that in this intense coach training program, which, you know, I grew exponentially, but I never, I wasn't willing to bring my sex to that program. Mm. Mm. <laughs> you know, and after the program, I was like, okay, now I'm ready to start talking about it. Not, I can't do it in front of people. Mm. And so like, you were just this like safe haven and I, you know, the thing I really want, um, my women listeners to hear from this, uh, is, you know, it only takes one connection with one other woman Mm. for you to start the process of getting free. Mm. And I, I just got that. Like mm. we obviously are now in an abundant community and I'm like, you know, I have a whole erotic photo wall full of 30 women who <laughs> are, are happy to send uh, erotic photos to me. Right. I've got a, we both, you know, we're in a turned on community, but uh, if you're a woman out there, that's like, I don't even know the first thing about where to start. All it takes is having one conversation with one open-minded woman in your world. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Mm. So I want to hear, okay, just to lay the planks, give us like a really brief snapshot of Ellie (laughs) 1.0, like before before you, I mean, because now I'm like, oh my gosh, you're just this empowered like pleasure goddess in the world, Mm. but like, just give us a few snippets of Mm. Ellie Mm. (laughs) 1.0. Like your favorite part. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, I was an actress. Like that's what I grew up doing. I was loved theater Mm. and I grew up performing literally. Like that was what I lived for. <laughs> like, I've trained to perform. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I graduated from college, moved to New York. I was started auditioning. Um, you know, I studied theater. So I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And um, pretty quickly discovered that the world of entertainment was not aligned with where I was going. Mm -hmm. And I kind of started soul searching, like, what do I love and what do I want to do? And I love wellness and I loved health. And, um, I ended up starting a, starting a business. Um, but the whole thing was achievement based, you know, performance based. It was like, I took the performance complex Mm -hmm. right into my business. And so, Ellie 1.0 was just absolutely focused and obsessed with reaching goals. And this not to make it wrong, you know, like I actually loved it. Like I really got off on hitting goals and, and doing that. And, and there was a part of me that was really fed by that until it wasn't. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that. And I love the compassion 
for mm. the past you. I, I, you know, sometimes in transformation work, I think we, t- we look at our past and it's like, oh no, mm. it's like, no, that version of you was awesome. Mm. And there was like sort of an end. There was, there was going to be some sort of an end to that. Like it wasn't mm. sustainable. Right. Correct. Yeah. 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 And you know, it, it, yeah, it took a lot of courage, you know, to do what I was doing. Like I look back on, you know, twenties Ellie and I'm just like, Oh, you know, <laughs> like I, you know, it was, it was challenging and it, it really set the groundwork. You know, I think any entrepreneurial journey, I just think entrepreneurship yeah. in general is like the most hardcore personal growth <laughs> journey, ego destroying, you know, facing rejection and start anyone who starts a business from the ground up, like just gets worked. Yeah. And so I'm, you know, I, I look back and even though there are aspects that I'm like, wow, that was super misguided and out of alignment. And, you know, I didn't yeah. need to be trying that hard and hustling that hard and efforting and forcing. Um, that time really laid the groundwork in a lot of ways for mm-hmm. what I'm doing now and the the muscle of being willing to do scary things mm-hmm. <laughs> that had me be ready, you know, to dive into the sexuality work because there was a lot of stuff. <laughs> for me, it was... It, it, I had done a lot of personal growth before I got to a place where I was even ready to look at my, my intimacy. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. The muscle of doing scary things. Well, and you know, the other thing too, I want to say about your story in particular is that it's, it's really served you that you had such a sort of like masculine foundation Mm -hmm. for business building. For sure. I think it's, there's so much out there that's like flow and pleasure. Mm. And it's like, bitch, no, like it, (laughs) yes. And like, you actually have to have the, the, some foundational pieces. You can't just like wake up every day and be like, what do I feel like flowing into? That is not actually how you build a business. Right. Well, and here's, here's the thing that I've gotten to around this because I, I'm sure you all have talked a lot on this podcast already about masculine and feminine right, and what that yeah. means, right? So to me, the masculine is like the the rails, right? The the container, the guidelines, the the structures that are in place. And then the the feminine is the creativity. It's the enter, it's you know, it's the flow, it's the expression, it's the, it's, it's the um the the, the sensuality, you know, that my practices of sensuality and, and experimentation and all these things. Right. So the difference for me now compared to how I lived before is that, so I still have all my masculine training and, and I freaking love the masculine. like the masculine yeah, right? has allowed me to reach the women that I've reached and, and make the impact and make the income and, and all those things. And the difference now is that I don't lead with the masculine. Yeah. So it's still there supporting everything, but I don't lead with that. And that has been so freeing to allow the desire, which doesn't always make sense, 
to, to lead, you know, and to trust that, like, it takes enormous trust to yeah. make that shift because everything we see, you know, all the businesses, all the structures in our society, like the way that the vast majority are operating is leading with the masculine. Yeah, and it's exactly. fine. It's not, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that for me personally, there's been so much freedom and really trusting and allowing my feminine to lead and allowing things to shift and change and fall apart and, and know that that is how, how you keep something alive and resonant and true. Mm-hmm. You've heard it here before people. I'm going to say it again. Desire does not make sense. Desire does not care about your preferences. <laughs> you might want something to happen in two weeks. Your desire might want it to happen in two months. We don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yes. And I, you're just, um, you're such a beautiful example of that. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. A lot of, a lot of, people and, you know, women who were living this way that gave, that modeled it and gave me permission. I never intended, you know, to do anything different than what I was doing before. Um, but when you start on this desire path, like you just (laughs) be forewarned, anyone who's like, you know, starting out and taking a look, you know, it's, it's, uh, once, once you get started, there isn't really any going back. Um, And, and what has, you know, yeah, it's just taken me places that I absolutely never in a million years thought that I would go like sitting in New York across from Kaylin McDuff, telling her to try (laughs) orgasmic meditation. (laughs) Who who would have thought? thought? Oh my gosh. Totally. Totally. Um, okay. I just want to get into some fun topics. Uh, yeah, Ellie and I were just, uh, I mean, it's, it was only a matter of time before I had Ellie on the podcast and, uh, you know, we're, we're just always in a conversation about something. So, um, I'm just look, I'm just thinking, you know what? I want to start with the luxury conversation, Ellie. (laughs) Let's do it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So tell me, tell me how your sort of how your relationship with luxury and having really nice things and nice places to live, how that has evolved as you have stepped into your feminine. Mm. Yeah. So I don't know how much your listeners know, but Kaylin and I were, were trained in a lineage of feminine growth work that has some principles that I'm sure she's been teaching <laughs> along the way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you've been listening for any length of time, you've gotten some of the transmission of what was handed down to us. And one of the things that we learned there was that the way that we're taught in our culture, in our society to think about having things is so backwards because what we're taught is like, think about the messages that we get, right. Which is like, save up and, you know, in, you can invest in things like 
you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in your higher education. That's, that's socially normal. That's acceptable. That's acceptable. Um, yeah. You know, buy a house that's acceptable, you know, put hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars into a house that is very acceptable. Um, and then there's so many things that are not socially acceptable. Right. And, you know, we're in the, in the personal growth world. And so a lot of that is investing in yourself and your own growth is often shamed or not accepted, right? People deal with their family being like, why are you doing that? There's just so many things that can can come up around it. So for me, this journey really started in learning to invest in myself and my growth Mm -hmm. and in experiences that were going to grow and develop me. So, and from doing that, I got to see that when I would expand and commit to myself and my growth, everything around me, right? My money, the opportunities in my work, the, you know, living situation, just like so many, everything around me would rise to meet the expansion that I had created. So one example of this that I'll just give is Kaylin and I both did a year long membership grow. It was like a intensive year long program where we did dozens of in-depth retreats and programs and coach trainings in the, in this feminine desire work. And I won't say the number because, you know, there's, uh, there might be people that would be completely blown out by it, but we invested more than we had ever invested in our growth. And for me, it was absolutely terrifying. Like it felt like, but I knew that I wanted it. I felt so clear in my body that I was a hell yes, but it made no sense. Like no sense. I was like, what am I even going to use this for? At that time, I had no, no intention or plan to ever do this as a career. I had no like it was just so unclear of like why I was even doing it. I just felt so called to do it. And I now look back on that choice that I made and my entire life, my career, the the depth of connection and intimacy and beauty in my marriage, the sisterhood relationships I have now, the business, you know, the, the multiple six figure business that I have now, like all came out of that one choice that I made to expand what we call our havingness. So our ability to have, to receive, to let, to let things in to our life, because so many of us walk around blocking blocking opportunities and we don't even recognize that that is happening. So, so from choosing to expand in that way, so much came in. And so that really showed me what was possible. And just ever since then, that's how I've lived my life. I'm like, you know what, Really, if I desire something, truly desire something, and there's a difference between true, authentic soul based desire and what we call compensatory desire, which is like 
you know, that's, that's when it's a desire that like you think you should want, or you think it would look good or someone in your family thinks that you should do it. Or you think you think you're obligated to, or you're going to disappoint someone. Those are all compensatory desires, right? They're compensating for something versus the true desires. And so this is, this is part of what Kaylin and I do in our work is just helping people differentiate and learn to distinguish what is a true desire and what is compensatory and how you actually distinguish that. Because for me, that made all the difference because I was just out there chasing Mm -hmm. compensatory desires, trying to get to the top of my company, trying to get the most points at (laughs) BNI. That's the you networking know, group. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. The networking group. We both is, won BNI. Yeah, we sure. won BNI. It was on a point system, and we won, right? And 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 while those things looked good on paper and got me approval and accolades, they didn't actually fulfill or satisfy the deeper thing in me. And so I would hit these goals or reach these promotions or get this check or whatever it was, but none of it. It was like, I would get it and I'd be like, oh, life is still the same. You know, it didn't hit that, that it didn't fill that thing inside me that was looking to be filled and yeah. stepping onto a desire based path and learning to distinguish what does a true desire sound like has helped me to just live my life in a completely different way where I truly do get mm. nourished. Mm. It's like switching totally. to like a vegan, healthy plant-based diet after eating like donuts for breakfast <laughs> <laughs> for, like for years. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, <laughs> it's a great, that's a great analogy. So, um, yeah. So for me, the thing I will say about, um, expanding your having this is having other women, you know, in your world who are in the practice of expanding what they think they can have that can be really healing. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, with you and you know, this Ellie, I, you know, I think we've just been in this like game, especially with uh, where we live. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I, um, I've seen you through your most recent housing transition Right. And the, and, um, the whole philosophy that you and Rob have around like, oh, we're, we're definitely not moving into a place that's cheaper than (laughs) the place that we moved from. And we're going to really go for our full desire and trust what that will open up, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, and I've told you this, that was so, um, transformational for me to see you in that Mm -hmm. because, that, you know, I was in a housing search early, kind of whatever, four or five months ago. And, um, you know, last year was a tough year for my business in my business because I was completely reinventing. I was letting go of being a business coach for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had to like let the thing, parts of my business just burn to the ground a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, and that, and, and so like, you know, kind of choosing this bungalow of mine, you know, luscious two bedrooms, having an office and a garden and my favorite location and, you know, all of these things, it definitely, like I had a moment, right. Where I was like, Oh no, like I, I should either uh, going back to compensatory desire, I should be mm-hmm. buying a house, mm-hmm. right. Or I should be spending less on rent. Why would Mm -hmm. I spend so much money on rent? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And just being in conversation with you and with Rob was so expansive for me. And I was able to create, like you have to create approval inside of yourself for you. Mm -hmm. But if you're in a circle where, where you receive approval that can actually like help you heal your relationship with your own approval. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I've learned a lot from, from Rob about this, who, who, when, when, Ever I start playing small and saying things like, oh, you know, I don't know if I can afford that. He's like, don't say that. You know, it might be that you're choosing not to invest in something. Mm -hmm. And it we create our we create our word, our, our world with our word. Right. And so when, if we're walking around saying, oh, I can't have that, or I should spend less, or I should be doing this thing. That's not actually the, the resonant thing, right? Like it wasn't resonant for you to, to buy a house mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, You totally. knew what you wanted. And, yeah. and, and I think there isn't a lot of approval in our society for this, right? It's like, yeah, you should, you should I mean, savings, great. I'm not saying don't save, yeah. but people, but, but, but there's this restriction, like deprivation it, is the yes, thing. And this yeah. pattern of like, oh, I'm going to save and suffer and hold myself yeah. small and put away and, and struggle. And then I'm going yeah. to give myself something that I desire. And then I'm going to get what I want. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really kind of the opposite of what we teach, which yeah. is not goal oriented. It's how can I, how can I expand now and then allow more to Mm -hmm. come in? How can I, uh, trust? And, and when we think about housing, I mean, housing is, is literally like it holds us in the work we do in the world, in the, you know, in the, what we're creating next. So what better way to expand into what you're doing in your business, right? The, the, the next level of who you're becoming and how you're serving and what you're calling into your life than to say, I'm going to create a gorgeous home for myself. And I'm going to surround myself with an environment that makes me feel my best. Of course, that's going to help you make more money and, you know, do better and all it, it, right. It just, it makes sense, but it requires trust. Right. And we experienced that when we moved to LA for, it'll be four years ago. Um, this year, we, we started paying more in rent than we had ever paid in our lives. And we loved this house and we said yes to it. And we just looked at each other and we said, all right, this is going to let's quadruple our income. Like, why not? Why the hell not? And that's what we lived into. Oh my gosh. A whole other level of abundance. It created through that, Mm -hmm. through, through that commitment that we made. Oh yeah. I, yeah, I, I mean, I fully, fully believe in this. Um, I mean, you know, I just, I just look at my life right now and I'm just like, 
oh, my, I'm sitting here in my office and it's going to be painted tomorrow. I didn't tell you this yet. And yeah. And I'm just like, oh, it's such a representation of everything Mm. that I'm birthing in the world. You know, I'm just Mm. like, oh, I have this erotic photo wall and Mm. (laughs) my little garden and just like everything that I love. And you're right. It's just, it's totally sets the stage for what you Mm. want to bring into the world. Mm-hmm. And it's a daily practice, right? Because I don't know about you, but there are so many ways, like so many moments throughout the day when I want to contract, <laughs> right? When I want to be like, oh, I can't have that thing. Like I've had enough. Like I can't also have that thing. Mm-hmm. And so it's a practice mm-hmm. of opening and receiving, which is really the foundation of, of what we do. And so it's not just one thing like, okay, I'm going to sign the lease. And now it's like, you know, it's probably every day of of opening, receiving, allowing more in. You're allowing support now, right? You have your friend helping you decorate. And so, so, but it's, it's like one moment at a time. It builds on each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it is a, it is a day by day practice. Mm -hmm. We are clearing space in here for the Peloton, you know. Yes. I got Caitlin. Yeah. Peloton. Uh, yep. Like she said, I I say, Mark, I was like, you're going to love this. I was, I was resistant. Rob had one and, and I, and I finally got the shoes for Christmas and I'm obsessed now. Yeah. But it's especially with the yoga. Oh my God. But it totally fits into this conversation of having this because Mm -hmm. what I noticed, I I shared this with you is I had some resentment about all the people that I saw posting on their Pelotons. Okay. Mm. And so instead of sitting in my resentment, I mean, I sat in it for a little while and then I was like, Oh, let's get curious about that. What is that? What is that? Oh my God. It's just a sign that I have desire, (laughs) you know, and then expanding my having this to say like, there's so much out there. That's like the Peloton's expensive and blah, 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 mm-hmm. right. And, um, and so expanding my having this to say, I mean, oh my gosh, like this is a no brainer. Why would I not do this? Well, and the other thing was, if I remember correctly, you were waiting because you were like, I want to go to yoga classes and I love in-person spin mm-hmm. classes. And right. this idea that we put it's like, we live in not today, you know, we're like, right. we're, we're like, like, oh, well, I'm holding yeah. off because this needs to happen. And I think that, and yeah. it's like, we're in a pandemic, <laughs> like who knows when those things are going to no. open. And it's, right. you know, it's trusting that, that what it's all at all. Work. It's not either exactly. or either. It's not either or. Yeah, totally. And it's so, it's so healing to be uh, yeah, with a sister like you that backs me in all of those little spots, mm-hmm. right. Where I want to get stuck or tangled in my desire. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? Yeah. And, and the thing is, you know, I see this a lot in the women that I work with. I don't know if you, I'm sure you do too, but this thing that people are so used to going to their families to <laughs> validate their choices. <laughs> Right. And, and it's like our families, that's not their job. Our families, our parents, their main Mm -hmm. concern typically is keeping us safe, keeping us safe, making sure that we are safe. And so that was a huge shift for me. Like, I love my parents, love my mom, 
but through this work was recognizing like, oh, for these kind of choices and this kind of expansion, if I want that, I can't be like checking my, my choices with my mom <laughs> because my mom actually is pretty supportive, you know, about right. like my mom has very high havingness, but you know, I see this a lot where people will go to their families and be like, Oh, should mm-hmm. I do thing or, and they're like, definitely not. Don't yeah, do that. Like, sure not. <laughs> <laughs> and so for me, that's been huge is creating really intentionally, like surrounding myself with people who are thinking really big and are in their own practice of really expanding because we really are the combination of the you know, whatever that saying is the five, the five people, people you spend the most time the most with time with. Um, and then another hit I just got Kaylin that we could talk about, about this. Oh my gosh. Tell me. This conversation completely relates to sex. <laughs> yeah. It's actually like it's- the reason that we talk about this, you know, it's like, yeah, it's great to like have a beautiful home and all that, like awesome, mm-hmm. but that's not our end game. Like we are not like manifestation coaches. We're like, right. no, this is no. a practice because if you can start to practice this in the home you allow in and the, you know, the, the Peloton, you, the, yes. you know, the exercise program you allow yourself to have it becomes a lot easier to receive in the bedroom. And oftentimes we're not receiving in our lives. And that it's like, if someone can't receive in their life, they're not going to be able to receive in. Yeah. It it just, it's it's not going to happen. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that you brought that piece in, you know, I mean, I'm just thinking about my Friday night yes. uh, past week where, <laughs> you know, I just like, I had, um, a new man just completely ravish my body and, um, and for hours, for hours. And there is no way that the Kalen of five years ago would have been able to hold that level of sensation. Mm-hmm. for him to go as slow as he went and to appreciate every single crevice of my body mm. to receive that attention and touch and masculine holding it is a lot to have mm-hmm. <laughs> and as women we will do anything to not have it we will distract you we will complain we'll sabotage it we'll cut mm-hmm. it short We'll try to write a thank you note the minute that we receive a, a gift. <laughs> I'm not I'm not saying don't write a thank you note. I'm saying receive the gift, let it into your life. And it then really, it really can be the hardest part, you know, yeah. of of I mean, we we teach something called the desire cycle. You know, we won't yeah. get into that into the whole thing, but part of the desire cycle is actually receiving what you want. And there's so much emphasis in our world on like the getting, right? Like how, how do you get what you want? How do you bring what you want into your life? How do you manifest? How do you all this? And that was actually a, a huge thing for me when we moved to LA, you know, I had just gotten married to this, my dream partner, you know, just moved into this beautiful home. I just yeah. started this new business and I sat down, I was like, I am really struggling to actually be present 
with what I have called into my life. Like it's a lot to have when you actually start getting what you want. And yeah, I mean, first of all, love that you had that Friday night. Oh yeah. (laughs) And this is something that, you know, Kaylin and I both have really worked on over the last four years and, and incrementally, you know, and, and it is a muscle that you can build, you know, over time, it's (laughs) it's a muscle, you know, learning to receive, to slow down. It's very vulnerable to receive. Like when the feelings that come up for me are like, I'm too much, I'm taking up too much space. I'm, I'm taking up too much time. Um, you know, I'm afraid of, of being like told that I'm too much. And so it's like a constant practice to come back to just opening and, Mm -hmm. and allowing myself to, to receive. And, and a lot, and I'll also say like a lot of that, um, I'll just put a little plug in for a self-pleasure practice because thing that has really, um, helped me learn to receive from my partner is giving myself touch and time and attention Mm -hmm. and filling myself up in that way. Because part of the reason it was so hard for me to receive is because I wasn't even giving myself (laughs) pleasure. And so it's like, then it's, you know, I know a lot of women struggle with like getting out of their heads and being in their bodies and you actually can practice those things. Yeah. It's a, it's a daily practice. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, thank you for being my sister on this path. Mm. Oh my gosh. I'm so oh, grateful for you. you. I'm so grateful for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah, I mean, we're probably just going to have to do more follow-up episodes yeah, I think we have, later. We, I think we like, have several I mean, more there's like so us. many episodes for us <laughs> to record. I'm like the sisterhood episode, the desire gone yes. wrong episode, the jealousy I episode. I mean, we just have a lot of thoughts. So stay tuned, everyone. <laughs> um, I'm sure there will be a follow-up. <laughs> Can't wait. Um, but in the meantime, um, I would love for you to share anything you have going on with Desire on Fire and your business and um, just the best way for people to connect with you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you. So I run a company, as a, as Kaylin said in the beginning, called Desire on Fire, and we lead uh, virtual right now retreats and programs for women. And in March, we are leading a five day pleasure challenge. So we spend five days and, and none of it is about sex. Actually, it's, it's really about, um, small ways to incorporate more pleasure into your life and into your days. And we start by just like cleaning, clearing out things that you're doing that don't bring you pleasure and aren't (laughs) desire-based to make room for pleasure. And, um, yeah, and it's really fun and really juicy and it starts March 8th and, um, there's normally a cost, but if you're listening to this podcast, you can join for free if you use the code pleasure at checkout. So it's the pleasure challenge.com. Kaylin will put it. Amazing. Yeah. We'll put it in the show notes. Uh, highly recommend. Mm, thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you so much for being here, Ellie. I love mm, you. I love you so much. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. All right. Bye everybody. 